and welcome back to the seventh episode of the Dose podcast. It's been a minute, I know a bunch of people have been messaging me saying, when's the Dose coming back? When are you recording again? When are you and Tony getting back together? You know, we've had places to be and things to do, but we're back now and that's all that matters. So, an introduction, my name's T, I'm the owner of Yak, and I'm with my mentor, Tony. Hey, what's good, y'all? I got a rake and a shovel, but I'm always looking for a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> as i was popping it today so today we we're speaking on the art of communication so something that i speak about a lot of my account in the sense of if you know how to communicate you can do literally anything because at the end of the day we're all humans right so whether it's knowing how to read people whether it's knowing how to converse with people whether it's knowing how to knowing how to know if they are who they say they are or if they're faking it it's a matter of been able to read between the lines of people so you know exactly how to treat people because with everything that a person does they're telling you who they are and where they're going to go whether it's the clothes that they're wearing whether it's the shoes that they have on whether it's the cleanliness of their shoes whether it's the state of their hands whether they're talking the way they're speaking the way that they're generally carrying themselves all of that can be compiled into a great judgment of how someone is going to be now in the future and how they were in the past as well so we're going to break this down for you i'm going to break down exactly how to become cold in the art of communication so firstly we'll start off with the non-verbals because if you don't know this is the largest aspect of communication is ground i think it's around 70 to 80 percent of communication is non-verbal so if you have this part locked in essentially the verbal part just comes as a prerequisite but tony go ahead and start breaking down this non-verbal communication yeah yeah now i'm not going to be contrarian to begin with but i will say that i do agree like how you have a tendency to say you know a bitch with blue hair is probably crazy and she's got seven piercings in her face she's probably ain't shit you know i do agree with that but i'm going to offer a different perspective on that of the uh what would you call like going in with those ideas going in with those biases and you know biases and shit they're usually a good thing to recognize it's good to have, have pattern recognition it's good to say if she's got bright red hair she probably got daddy issues you know those types of stereotypes they're there for a reason a lot of tattoos you know all those things they are valid but when i was in the game for entertainment purposes only you know when i was around there was really not a lot of that shit going on. There wasn't a lot of girls who had, you know, if a girl had face piercings, she was like gothic or something. You know, you would see girls like that at the mall, but they weren't really no girls that you were getting at. Bright colored hair, all of that shit. We didn't really have none of that. But you can trust and believe that there was still toxic bitches around. So what I'm saying is this. There are going to be girls who are just itching to look like everybody else and have some bright colored hair not what you think they are and for you motherfuckers that live off of those biases and you guys live off of the game that someone else told you without having the mentality and the experience that that person had you're not going to know what they know such as there's always an exception to the rule don't always buy into the stereotypes because people are different you know if we just bought into all stereotypes all the time we would be all we would be all asked backwards and set back but you guys want to do everything but be a player you guys want to do everything but get better at communicating. You guys want to do everything 
but improve. You know? So what I'm saying is this. We never went into it with the idea that, you know, oh, I'm just going to look for a girl that's so-and-so tall, don't have bright hair, don't have tattoos, you know, don't have this. You know, can you look Can you look at a girl and tell if she's got a high body count? For all of you high body count trip motherfuckers, can you look at a bitch and tell if she has a high body count? Well, a lot of you motherfuckers are thinking, yes, I can. Truth is, no, because all the girls with the low body counts are actually bitches with high body counts that are good at lying to you. Hate to break that to you, champ, but all these bitches that tell you they got a body count of three, but she's covered in tattoos, you know, or she's fine as a motherfucker and got a thousand likes on Instagram 10 minutes after posting a picture. And if you want to believe that she's got a low body count, I got a book for sale for a thousand dollars that teaches you how to get any bitch you want. Anyway, so what I'm saying is this. We never went in with the idea like we were just going to be able to, you know, look at a bitch's hair and see what she's about. Look at a bitch's piercings and see what she's about. I look at the bitch and see what she's about. I take every bitch on a case-by-case basis. I take every situation on a case-by-case basis. Because I play at the drop of a dime. See, I don't need a pre-cut idea. Because life doesn't throw one set of turbulence at you. If you're a fucking pilot, and, you know, you're trained to go through low levels of turbulence, twos and threes and shit. Well, what happens when the big storm hits you? You're going to crash? Yeah, you are going to crash because life don't bring you one and twos. Sometimes it brings you tens. Sometimes it brings you eight and nines in terms of turbulence. And if your ass ain't trained to think at the drop of a dime and to recognize shit at the drop of a dime, you're going to get thrown against the wind, bro. And that's what happens to you guys. You think, oh, you know, I'm going to pick up this game. I'm going to learn a little bit of this, learn a little bit of that. I'm going to get this little mindset. Then you talk to a broad and what happens? She throws a curveball at you and you don't know what to do. Now tell me that don't happen to you, bro. Tell me I'm fucking wrong. Tell me you don't talk to a bitch and she don't throw a fucking curveball at you in the conversation and you're left on stuck. It does. If a bitch ever has a conversation, if you can think of the last time that a girl threw a curveball at you and you didn't know what to say, well, then you way behind that, and I hate to see it. But here's what I'm saying. We learned to read the bitch spot on at the moment of. Because there's going to be people that are different than what you would have thought with your stereotypes. Because you ain't got no game. You guys think this game is something that you've learned. But the game is something that you became. And that's what I try to teach you, motherfucker. That I want you to be able to learn on your own. I want you to be able to answer your own questions. There's not a question you could ask me that I can't answer in a split second with no hesitation and no fucking stutter. Why is that? Because it's who I am. It's not a book I read. It's not some shit I learned. It's something that I became. And you can be that too. But it's going to take you being brave enough to do it. So now when we dealt with these bitches, we were able to see who they were based on how they talked. And based on what they did, we could see a girl that was roguish. You know, it, it starts off learning people by their actions. You learn, you know, based on this move that she made, you can see, oh, damn, this girl's kind of roguish. I got to watch my back around this business. If she'll do it to me or if she'll do it to him, she'll do it to me. And that's another problem you guys got. You think that you see a girl and you see that she likes you or you think that she likes you. She's got you fooled that she likes you. 
and you see all these bullshit moves that she's made with other people, lying to her mom, you know, lying to her sister, lying to her friends, lying to her boyfriend, and you tell yourself that she wouldn't do that to me. That's a big mistake. But, you know, it starts off by reading people from their actions, and then you get sharper. You get sharper, you start to be able to read between the lines. Now, what Tina said was the majority of communication, 80%, is nonverbal. Now, we can get into that in a little bit, but I'm going to give you some even deeper name than that. The real conversation is between the lines. Everything a girl says is the truth, even if it's a lie. A woman always tells the truth, even when it's a lie. If a girl feels the need to demonstrate how she's got a low body count, if she publicly has the need to announce that, well, then she's just being open about the fact that she don't, that she's fucked a lot of people. You know, if a girl feels the need to talk about how all these other bitches out here today are gossipers and toxic, and she's not like that, well, she's just being open with you about the fact that she's a gossiper and that she's fucking toxic. Now, there's girls who say, oh, these bitches are all haters. These bitches are all haters. All they want to do is hate on a bitch that's winning. Well, that just tells me that you're not winning. And then there's a bitch that could say, man, you know what? There's so much ugliness out here in the world and everybody hates. I just try to stay out of the way because, because these girls are messed up, man. You know, and I just hate to see it. What's that bitch telling you? That bitch is telling you that she hates the way that the world is and she doesn't want to be a part of it. How do you know the difference? How do you know the fucking difference? I know the difference, too. Do you know the difference between someone portraying a certain image in a deceit, in some form of deception, versus a woman who's genuinely being honest? Well, no, you don't, because you think if a bitch has blue hair, everything she says is a lie. But in reality, everything a bitch says is the truth. Everything a bitch says is to demonstrate the truth. Now, the truth is often between the lines, especially when you first start dealing with the woman. Most of what she says is going to be some level of bullshit. And that's you guys, too. That's people, too, not just women. But, you know, we don't we don't catch people. We catch women. So that's what I'm going to stick to. Now, here's the thing. We are not what we claim to be. We are what we hide. We are not who we claim to be. Someone is not what they portray themselves as. Someone is not what they claim to be. They are what they hide. So you start off learning how to read between the lines. You start off learning how to read the woman's actions. And you get to the point through experience where you can just look at the woman and tell. And you know, by proxy, the same applies to men. The same thing applies to men. I can look at a man and I can tell who is acting and who is really that. And I'm going to break that shit down a little bit further as a matter of fact. Uh, one of my people, one of my mentors, I won't say his name because you guys are just going to go bother him. But he told me something about primary intent. Primary intent is when two different people take the same action and you can tell why they didn't. Now, you got one guy, right? Helps an old lady across the street. He helps this old lady across the street in front of his girlfriend. And afterwards, his girlfriend says, hey, 
that was really cool of you. That was very big of you, babe. I'm very proud of yours. And you can see in the look in his eyes that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can tell something. Now you got another guy. Helps an old lady across the street. And his girl's there. And she says, baby, that was so sweet of you. I think you're so great. And he's got a look. And it's just like, uh-huh. Now, there's a difference between these two motherfuckers. The first one did it for the recognition in the face of this girl. The second one did it because he wanted to help the old lady cross the street. Now, I can read the primary intent by looking at the person. You motherfuckers who think actions speak louder than words will see the action and still miss the fucking point. It ain't always about reading the action, bro. It ain't always about reading the words. It's about communicating. If you didn't know how to communicate yourself, but you could read other people, and you could read the situation, you would still be a motherfucker. If you only spoke sign language, but you understood bitches, you would be able to pull a bitch that didn't speak sign language. That's just a game of it. If you can read a situation, you can read people. Do you know how many of you guys try to look like some type of player? You know, you got your nice little car. You got your nice little watch or something like that. But you guys don't realize how much better women are at reading than we are. Women read way better than men. It's something that's in them. The same way the game is in me and it's not in you. It's in the women and it's not in you. They can read motherfuckers. The way you should be able to read them. A woman can tell the difference between a middle-aged, balding motherfucker with a gut trying to wear some trendy clothes. Remember when skinny jeans first came out? You would see fat, middle-aged men wearing them? Well, what did that motherfucker look like? Does he look trendy to you? Does he look up with the times? No. He looks like a sad motherfucker who's trying to keep up and the world's getting past him. You guys don't even think like that. You guys don't even see shit like that. Women do. Versus a young dude, you know, who's trendy, who's got the watch, shit like that. And even with the young guys, you don't realize. A woman can tell a man who's actually successful and dresses for success because that's who he is versus a motherfucker who is dressing to be successful so he looks successful. There is a huge difference. You guys have to learn to read people. And there's no guidelines for this shit. It's a case-by-case basis. All of your little biases, all they're going to do is fuck you up and set you back. You guys going in thinking you know anything about this shit is only going to hurt you because you don't know shit. And you need to learn. I can look at a picture of a girl. I can look in her eyes and I can see the soulless look. Or I can see the warm, loving look. Just by the type of eye contact that motherfuckers make. Look at the people around me. Look at these men. You see a lot of men. They got thug walks. They got swagger in their walk. But watch their eyes. They're looking around nervous. Why are they looking around nervous? You can see dominant eye contact. Just by the way, motherfucker's head is on a swivel. You can tell what kind of person they are. There are dominant men whose eyes cross the room like a hawk. And there are weak motherfuckers who look nervous. Now they both dress the same. 
They both walk the same. It's subtle shit on the head. Dude, this shit comes from the yeah. From the, the good. They got disconnected. Yeah, yeah. I'm out here way out in the fucking mountains right now driving, so I might lose connection once or twice. I'm back, though. So, uh, yeah, man, you guys can't tell the difference between a girl who's at the bar giving you action who just wants to get you out into the parking lot and set you up. We used to call those setup slips. Now, you guys wear your little watch and you wear your little gold rings and you think that these hoes are giving you action because they're expanded by that buddy. But some of these bitches are really just looking at that shit thinking about how much they're going to get at the pawn shop for it tomorrow when they take it in after your ass gets fucking robbed. You guys don't know how to tell the difference because you didn't grow up in the fucking ghetto. You didn't have to learn that shit. But the thing is, you don't have to grow up in the ghetto to learn that shit. You can still learn it. We just, we learned it because we had to. We learned it because we had to. And you know what? But if you want to be as successful as me, you have to too. All it really takes is fucking paying attention. And the way that you guys go into this shit thinking that you're going to be able to read a situation because you learn some shit on the internet about biases. That's really just... See, when you fill a spot in your head with some information, you're closing the door to the new information. How are you going to be able to read a bitch at the drop of a dime if you think you can read bitches already? You know? You guys don't even know how far behind you are on reading that non-verbal shit. How do you not, how do you not know a punk versus not a punk? How do you know a dude that's dressed like he's about that life and he's not versus a dude that is? How do you not know that a motherfucker that's a coward is actually more likely to shoot your ass because he's scared to fight? You're safe for fighting. You're safe for fighting a brave motherfucker because he's ready to fight and go. And if he loses, he's going to take that loss and go home. You guys don't know that the cowards are the ones that shoot your ass. The nervous motherfuckers. Those are the dangerous ones. Those are the ones that shoot you when you take their bitch. Motherfucker like me, you take my bitch, man. Fuck, congratulations. You got, you should be proud if you take my bitch and you'll live to be proud too because i ain't fucking coming after nobody but the weak motherfuckers the soft motherfuckers the ones you think are weak those are the ones that do some weak shit now how do you know the difference it would take deep books it would take me weeks to explain to you guys how to read that shit but i feel like i've given you enough on that subject now as far as verbal communication or you know what i'm gonna push it on with the non-verbal i'm gonna go into body language you guys ask me so much about choosing signals. That's one of the main things that you guys hit me up about is choosing signals. But why do you need choosing signals to holler at a bitch? Why does a bitch have to telegraph to you that she wants you to come talk to you? So you don't got the balls to go talk to a bitch she needs to come and tell you? Well, then you're not the leader, are you, bro? If she's leading the dynamic from the start, how are you the leader? You would have to do something drastic in order to pull the dynamic back into your favor. If a girl gives me a heavy choosing signal, like a smile, cost eye contact in public, that's her leading me, bro. I'm being bought. So what I'll do is turn it around on her and gesture my fingers for her to bring her ass over here to me. Now, I thought she's not going to do it. She might find a way to, to smile at that, and she might find a way to try to really get my ass over there after that. But what I'm saying is this. I'd rather catch a bitch on my terms than let her catch me. Because if you let a bitch catch you, it's over for you. It's a matter of time before you're her little pump. Women are not meant to lead, bro. And if you put women in the leading position, she will get aggressive. Women are, when they are the leader, exactly who you should be. Women understand something about leadership and running a man. When a woman runs a man, she will run your ass to the fucking ground. She will 
boss your ass around and tell you what the fuck you're supposed to do, like you're supposed to be doing. Women understand how to be leaders. Were they meant to be leaders? No. But a woman understands how to run somebody that wants to listen to them. You guys don't. That's the problem. Women run on instincts. And their instincts are more trustworthy than what you guys think you know. So what I'm saying is this. You guys are all about these choosing signals. You're going to go get some choosing signals. You're going to go talk to the bitch. You need to go get a bitch that don't want to get talked to. You guys need to think about what these bitches think. You guys are not cognizant of women's thoughts, who women are. You guys don't think when you're approaching a woman what she must be thinking. You guys are not aware of how women think. But you guys aren't even aware that they are thinking. How much thought have you put into what women think? You know, how much thought you put, of course, you tell yourself, women don't think. You know, I'm so much smarter than a woman. And why ain't you got one, man? If you're so much smarter than a woman, how come you don't got no bitch serving you? And some of you do have some girls that are in pocket. I've seen it. You know, some of you guys, a few of you that do have some bands, you guys actually message me screenshots and shit like that. More power to you. And the motherfuckers that do do that shit always give credit to me and T for our books, too. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> Every motherfucker I've seen with some game was just a motherfucker that actually learned from me and T's books. But anyways, I'm going to get down to it. How much thought do you guys put into what girls think? How much thought do you guys put into what girls fucking think and how they think and why they think? When you approach a woman, do you think about what she must be thinking? Here's the thing. When you go approach a woman, she's thinking she's thinking two things, actually. The first thing she's thinking is, damn, he's going to come over here and fucking talk to me. Ah, oh, shit, man. He's going yeah, to come over here and fucking talk to me. And then they're also thinking, Oh, he's going to come over here and talk to me, isn't he? Both ways, man. They hate it and they love it at the same fucking time. Now, some of you might be thinking that don't make no sense. But let me ask you something. Whether it makes sense to you or not, does that matter? And whether it makes sense to you or not, does that change the fact that that's what they think? You guys are so caught up in wanting these biases. You will warp your reality around what you want things to be instead of focusing on what things are. But that's not how things work, man. Shit is what it is. And you guys get so caught up in what shit ought to be or what you want it to be that you miss it for what it is. In reality, it's like this. Women think, man, he's going to come over here and talk to me. And then they also think, fuck, he's going to come over here and fucking talk to me. And why is that? Because they love the thrill of the unknown, bro. They love the thrill of not knowing what's going to happen. They love that excitement. But they're also apprehensive because a woman's natural inclination is to reject, is to resist. Now, you guys also don't know that, that a woman's natural tendency is to say no. You can go up to a girl and ask her out. She's going to say no. She has a boyfriend. And she don't even have a boyfriend. And she thought you were cute. <laughs> and she liked you. And she's still going to say no because that's what they do. A woman's job is to reject and to resist. But. Like I always say, what you resist will persist. <laughs> and that's me. Because a girl can tell me no, and that's just going in one ear and out the other. Because let me tell you guys something that you ain't never thought about. If the bitch didn't watch you, she'd have walked away. But if the bitch is standing there telling you no, she's really telling you yeah. You guys want some body language? Game? Some game on body language? Here's some body language game. If that bitch's body is still in front of you listening to what the fuck you got to say, you still got action. Because the bitch that doesn't want you is going to say, no, 
go away. I have a boy. I'm serious. I have a boyfriend. Go away. You know, they're going to be, they're going to let you know they ain't happy. They're going to walk away on your ass. But if she's still sitting there listening to what she's saying, anything but a hard no is a fucking yes. Now, if you guys don't have the balls to fucking take it and to make it a yes, well, then you ain't going to have no bits. But you ask any motherfucker in the sales world how many times. So look, T, you in tennis sales, right? Mm-hmm. You've got a little bit of sound before, right? How many times mm-hmm. has a motherfucker said, don't they always say no first? Don't they always say, I'm not interested, I gotta ask my wife, I don't have the money, I can't do it. You know, how often does the motherfucker say, yeah, thanks for calling. As a matter of fact, I do want to buy exactly what you're selling. Where do I send the money? That ain't how it goes. <laughs> how many times does the motherfucker tell you no before he finally talked the ass into saying yes? They say it's roughly around six, seven times, yeah. Yeah, about six, seven times. That's 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 just constant reaffirmation. That's what you got to do with the bitch. The bitch is gonna say no. That's what she's supposed to do. If a bitch says yes right away, you got a fucking problem. I'll be if I at five pounds to one, and I said, "Hey, babe, how about you leaving me?" And she said, "Yeah, where are we going?" I would, I would probably turn and walk away, man, because <laughs> that's some scary shit. That would be fucked up because what the fuck is wrong with this person? You know, I expect the bitch to say no. I wouldn't even know what to do if the bitch just said yeah right away. Cause I got to play. But what I'm saying is this: you guys don't understand that no is not always no, but you don't have the balls to press. Now see, I'm completely different. I play a full court press. For those of you motherfuckers that don't play basketball, a full court press. Is when you press a motherfucker the whole time you're on the court. So the full court press is just press a bitch. You know, that's just all that really takes is just the confidence and some balls and understanding that you gotta lead a woman. A woman's natural inclination is to say no. That's her natural conversation. It's just deny, deny, deny. That's what they want to do. And see these little, uh, these little Andrew Tate motherfuckers, they want to think they deserve more. You know, oh, I shouldn't have to earn it. They'll, uh, <laughs> they'll say, oh, well, she can't see my value right away. That's her fault. Blah, blah, blah. I'll just go. Bro, how the fuck is she supposed to see your value apart from anybody else? You don't know who the fuck you are. For all she knows, you're just like the 99 other motherfuckers that approached her with the same lines, talking the same shit, with the same mentality, who are all so full of shit. A woman assumes you are full of shit. Let, let's break that shit down. There's so many weak motherfuckers out there that when a bitch meets you, she assumes you are full of shit. And you probably are. That's the sad part. You motherfuckers probably are full of shit. Just like the other motherfuckers that approached her that were full of shit. And now she assumes you're full of shit just like the other motherfuckers. What do you do? You gonna cry about it? You gonna cry? You can cry. Or you can just be a man and get past it. You know? I stand head and shoulders above motherfuckers. And I am game tight. And I'm very careful about not letting motherfuckers know about my conversation. Because the last thing I need is for you guys to be saying the same shit as me. But the truth is, there's a lot of motherfuckers that say the same shit as me. Now, the difference in when I say it and when they say it is the way I say it, for one, and the way I intend on backing it up. After three months of fucking with me, when the bitch realizes that I'm still exactly who I said I was right in the beginning, that's when something clicks in her fucking head. She says, damn, this motherfucker is really who he said he was. That's the earliest a bitch is going to recognize. It's months in. It takes months for something to click inside the bitch's head. In the beginning of a relationship, I am the most abused, mistreated man in the fucking world because I deserve so much better than what that bitch is. So she realizes what my value is. 
because they're talking about value truthfully that you don't have. You guys are obsessed about value that you don't have. Now, remember that conversation that we had about how women always press about things that they're not? They always say, these bitches are out here giving up their pussy, and I'm careful about giving up mine, and how that means that a bitch has a low body count. Talks about other bitches being gossipers and haters. Tells you that that bitch is probably a gossiper and a hater. Huh. Well, how about this? Try this one off size. For all you motherfuckers that are obsessed about your value and talking about your value and how much you deserve from a bitch, what do you think that says? That you ain't got no fucking value. Oh, but it's different, right? <laughs> it's, di it's different. I see. <laughs> That's different. So look, what I'm saying is this. You motherfuckers need to recognize this. You are what you hide. Now, moving forward, I'm going to talk about some communication game for you guys. When you are dealing with a woman, <clears throat> you guys want to talk. You want to have a conversation. You want to say this. You want to wait for her to finish what she's saying. And then you want to respond. You are not taking the time to see where she's coming from. You are not taking the time to see what she's thinking during this conversation. But if you were to just slow down and read the room, read the woman, you can see so much more. You look at the woman up and down. You notice everything. You can see so much more than you guys see. If you see a woman that is well put together. Nails are perfect. Hair is perfect. Clothes are pressed. Not a wrinkle on her. You guys wouldn't catch some shit like that. Because you don't look. But I'm going to give you some game right now. For those of you guys that see a woman that is perfectly put together. You could tell that woman something like, now, I can see that you definitely focus on details by the way that you present yourself. And she's going to go, yes, I am very detail-oriented. Now, what kind of connection do you think that makes with the woman? Just because you recognize that, she's going to assume that you are the same way. She's going to assume that you, too, are detail-oriented based solely on the fact that you recognize that in her and there's going to be a connection there there's going to be a connection of understanding between you and that bitch because you pop that shit if you see a woman's nails are done flawlessly not ghetto shit with the rings in it extra long bright green I mean just they're perfect and you can see that those things are filled in you can say I can tell that you make it a point to maintain yourself frequently <clears throat> I can only imagine how you smell if I got close to you right now. And she's going to know. Damn, my eyebrows are always done every week. My eyelashes get done all the time. My nails get done all the week. She recognized that shit. Now tell me something. One guy tells a bitch she's fine. Another guy tells a bitch, I can tell you're detail-oriented by the way you're put together. I can tell that you make it a point to maintain yourself very well by the way you're put together. Which compliment do you think is going to go heavy on that? you guys never learned the game. You guys don't love the game. You don't love the game. This shit don't, this shit don't thrill you. You know, you're not hunters like me. You don't enjoy the chase. You are not an animal of prey like me. You are not a predator like me. That's why you don't enjoy the thrill of the chase. That's why you don't want to understand your prey. You don't want to understand women. The same way a hunter walks through the forest, he can look at some tracks and be like, oh, that's a black bear. And it's a uh, that's a woman black bear, and it's mating season, and it's got two cubs with them. That's me with the bitch. 
that's me with the bitch. And you can guarantee that motherfucking hunter that knows the shit like that is going to go home with a fucking bear, ain't he? Just like I'm going to go home with the bitch. You guys need to understand how important it is to look beyond and look within and look at things for what they are. You want to talk about some fucking conversation? That's how you design some fucking conversation. You guys want to conversate. You don't want to communicate. That's what a Mac is. I'm a motherfucking Mac. None of you motherfuckers can say that. Even if you do Mac, it's one time. You might Mac by luck. You motherfuckers do everything but play. You do everything but play. But I'm always playing. My alphabet is A, B, P. Always be playing. A Mac is M-A-C. Mastered the art of communication. Communication, timing, flow. You guys don't take into account the flow of a conversation. Say it's not one way, or when you say it, or how you say it, or the timing of when you say it, or the space between how you say it. It's so different. Sometimes you got to have the answer in your head before you pop it. But mainly, I like to lead with my conversation. Now, a big part of leading with your conversation and leading with your communication is communicating within the realm of what you're doing. You guys got to be cognizant of your environment when you play. You got to think about where you're at and who you're talking to. There is not one size fits all game. And for as much as I do like to say, a lot of women are the same. They are not the same at the same time. Women are the same and they're not. And you have to tailor your conversation. You might get a woman. If she's in a bikini at the beach, because of her attire and because of the environment, she is approachable. If she's at church, she does not to her. This is the same woman. This is the same bitch. How do you back at a bitch at church? Well, you go up and you introduce yourself. You offer her some type of help. You know, and you keep it very respectful and very casual. How do you talk to a girl at the beach? Well, you walk up to her and ask her if she wants to come over to your fucking beach area. She wants to drink some beers with you. She wants to drink, you got some fucking wine. You got whatever, you know. It's very different. And this could be the same woman. Now, why is it different one time to another? If you kind of ask yourself that question, you still got a lot to learn, man. You guys got to set yourself up for the environment that you're testing in. Is it a class environment? Is it an approachable environment? You guys got to tailor that to your conversation. What's going on through this girl's mind? If she's a target, she's busy. She don't want to talk to you. You got to go in, make the move, and give her your fucking card. If she's at the bar, she's obviously chilling. You can go talk to her. Make a move. You guys aren't tailoring your communication to the situation either. And you got to have these thoughts thought out before you approach that woman. You have to be able to read her mind like a fucking psychic. I would probably get mental institution if a fucking psychologist was to ever ask me the extent to which I honestly believe that I can read someone's mind. Sometimes I can hear the woman's thoughts in my head. Now, if that don't sound crazy to you, it is. It sounds fucking crazy. But I don't care because I know I'm not crazy. And I know that the motherfucker that would tell me I was crazy because I could do it wishes he could do it. But regardless... You guys got to be able to read their fucking mind. 
Now, when you focus on trying to read their mind, the body language, the eye contact, and everything else, it's just a fringe benefit. And it just adds on to the fact that you're trying to read this woman's mind. Read this woman's mind based on the situation, too. <clears throat> and how you're dressed. Think about it like this. If you're walking up dressed like a thug, then you have to show her that you are not the thug that she thinks you are, but you are. You got to walk up and you still got to be thuggish. But you got to be smooth with your game. You got to be, yeah, baby, you know, don't let this, don't let this tattoo fool you. You know, I do know how to treat a lady. <laughs> she's going to love that shit. If you're wearing a suit, <clears throat> she's going to expect you to be professional, which is when you play a little bit of that thug shit. <laughs> don't let this suit fool you, baby. I do know how to get down. <laughs> she's going to love it. You also have to think about your presentation and how you dress. Everything affects her thoughts. And you have to be able to use that. You have to be able to shift your mind into someone else's and think for them. And the beautiful thing is, once you get down to the point where you can tell what a woman's thinking, and you start calling out her thoughts, you can start guiding her thoughts. Your woman's thoughts are your responsibility. Her thoughts are your fucking responsibility. Because if you're guiding her thoughts, you are guiding her actions. And once you understand how women think, you can start using that to your benefit. And you can start guiding what she should think. A woman needs you. You look rich, but you look like a punk. What she think? I'm going to charge his ass. I'm going to see what I can get from his ass. It's that simple. They come to take until you teach them how to give. Now, most of you motherfuckers have never even thought about that. You just want to complain about women and say that they come to take. You don't ever want to think about how to teach them how to give. It's because you're not different. You know why? It's because you came to take. <laughs> Dig that. You came to take. That's why you don't have to think about changing the bitch. But if you don't change the bitch, how's the bitch get? You want a bitch to check all your boxes? No, man, you got to teach her. You got to teach this woman how to be what you need her to be. She ain't just going to... You want her to come, you got to train her. But you guys want this shit to come for free because you came to take. You ain't no different from the Yo, T, you there? Mm-hmm. Pop it, man. You got anything to throw in? I'm going to break it down like this. So in terms of the nonverbal communication... Everything that someone is in, in the way that they move and the thing that they say. I don't think that they say something. It's the way that they move. So you was breaking it down how the woman you can look at her, whether it's a nail, whether it's and I wrote in this in the syndicate today. She got dirty shoes in the day, and it seems kind of how can you draw a conclusion from that? But it's a case of it's all in the detail, and you was breaking that down well. But a sense of. If someone cares about the minuscule things and they care about the big picture because they're so focused on not perfecting, but almost like making sure those small things are good to where the result of that sounds like a trickle down effect because the small good, small things are good, then the big stuff will just kind of pay its own picture. So whether it's she's wearing clothes that fit her physique, she's got her nails done, her shoes are cleaned, she's got her eyebrows done, all that kind of thing to where that lets you know the caliber of woman that she is. The same thing with a man. You can look at a man to where, let's say you're in a coffee shop, for example, and someone walks in, and they walk in, 
and they're making eye contact with everyone. They're wearing clean shoes. I mean, shoes are a big one for men as well. You can see in their hands. I don't think I've ever heard anyone speak about this, but and it sounds weird because it's one of them things where you don't really think, how does that make sense? But they've got veins in their hands. You'll, if you'll notice, a lot of these soy boys, a lot of these kind of weird guys, they have really soft hands, not only on the kind of the palm, but also on the outside, in the sense that there's no kind of blemishes, or there's no kind of anything sticking out, unless you just hand, and then you've got the skin there. But if someone has the veins in their hands, it shows that they actually use their hands in a productive manner. Whether it's something that's physical, whether it's something in the gym, it shows that they're actually having to use their hands in order to gain something from it. That's something that seems seems to be something that's really small, but it's actually once you actually realise how big something like that is, it makes sense. And one thing that Tony said at the start was stuff about all the blue hair girls and the piercings and all that kind of thing. And it gets to the point where you can read people like that because you've been able to experience so much. So I break it down like this. So for me, I've travelled all over the world. I've the past five years, I've spent my time between America and England. So that in and of itself, I've been able to see contrasting cultures, contrasting different beliefs in the way that both men and women move. And it's like I can break that down, the difference between American women and American, American women and English women, American men and English men. But one of the big things that I've noticed from the differences between those two is just the, the belief systems which they have in the sense of Americans are a lot more, like, they're more inclined for freedom and more inclined to think of themselves as opposed to in England, they're more inclined to go with the common notion. So with in England, a lot of the women, they're just exactly the same. But I mean, that's not to say that they don't live in America, but England is to a much larger extent because, of, I mean, obviously it's a smaller population as well. So if any of you've watched a TV program, Love Island, do you know anything about it? There's a bunch of people who, they go on there, they get big blow-ups, do a thing, whatever, shout out to them. But I'm saying all that to say, after these people get off of Ireland, the amount of women who actually copy their kind of style, that copy their kind of swagger, is, it's kind of crazy. It's like this, you literally see carbon replicas of the exact women everywhere that you go in England. And I've noticed in America, that's not as big of a thing. Obviously, people are still going in with the trends and following kind of what's going on with fashion right now, but it's to a much smaller extent. It's watching like a wide, wider variety of things in America. But still, in terms of the non-verbals, all you have to do is look at someone. So are they making an eye contact? How do they carry themselves as well? Because if someone's looking down at the floor, someone is kind of a, you can literally see their shoulders like slumped, you know, but they don't view themselves in a certain way. And as a result, they don't get the thing that they're looking for in life. Because obviously your outward appearance affects your inward like, kind of experience in life. And that's on the vice versa, right? Your internals affect the externals. And that's the idea behind physiognomy as well. And if you don't know what physiognomy is, that's essentially when you can read faces because the face is a, is a picture. So... The jawline is telling you something. So someone's got a sharp jawline, typically it's someone who has more masculine tendencies or has more testosterone in their body. If it's someone who has sharp uh, cheekbones, same kind of thing, and they have 
the ability to be a leader. So if you notice with a lot of past president, presidents or just a lot of leaders in sports teams, or as the NBA, the Premier League, anything like that, a lot of the leaders on the teams have chiseled jawlines and cheekbones because that's the kind of thing that's synonymous with leaders. And on the opposite side of that, if someone has no cheekbones or they have no neck or anything like that, you know, that they don't have that kind of leadership trait within them. And a book that I'd recommend all of you to read if you're interested in that is The Face Reader by Patricia McCarthy, something like that. But in that book, it breaks down how to read someone by their face and exactly the kind of things to which you need to notice in order to be able to read people literally like a book. Like, you get to the point to where, you know, okay, boom, I've seen this person and they exhibit X trait. Because there's things to where you can look at someone's right side of the face and put their left side of the face, and that's ind- indicative of whether their mother had a big influence on them, or whether their father had a big influence on them, or if it's equal, and obviously it's an equal um, equal amount which they've been put into. But so those little things, little kind of nuanced things that you can only learn through experience that you can actually be able to understand things. So when I, when I say as a blanket statement, you can look at a woman, or if you've got a butterfly tattoo, for example, She's our, and that's not to say that every single woman who has one is, but through my observations and experiences and also, because like I said, I've been in America and England, but I've also just been to other places by myself, whether it's Greece, whether it's um, Canada, all that kind of thing to where I've been able to build this massive worldview and this bank of information to which I've been able to translate that into not only Yak, but also into my own kind of helping my friends out as well. It's just a matter of I understand that and I can read that through my experiences, but if you're taking it as a blanket statement, as Tony said, then you're just going to be able to, or you're going to view people in a certain light, and then as a result, you're going to kind of hamper yourself. You're not going to be able to actually be able to read people because you've already got this preconceived notion of who they are. And that's something which Tony broke down really, really well in census. Obviously, there are stereotypes. Obviously, there are kind of things which are synonymous of a certain type of people but at the same time if you haven't been able to read that or come to that on conclusion for your own experiences you can't just take my worldview or anyone else's worldview for that matter and then implement that in yourself you have to go about applying it and implementing it and then from there you can okay yeah i agree with what he said or i don't agree with what he said so when i say a lot of things on whether it's yak or anything in general they're blanket statements through my own experience and that leads me on to why it shouldn't be copying people, especially copying body language and stuff. There's the whole idea, idea of, especially in sales, of mirroring people. And mirroring is when, let's say, you're sat across somebody and then they move their arm in a certain direction. So you move that, you move your arm in that same direction as well. Or let's say they've touched their nose. So in five seconds later, you touch your nose. And that stuff, it seems cool. Like, oh, can you ever know that I'm listening to them or whatever? It's kind of weird because it shows that you're in the, inferior position and with a lot of what body language and just kind of communication in and of itself is it's a matter of framing the matter of being in control of the situation again tony wrote this down in terms of the choosing signals obviously you kind of want to get inclination of whether she's interested in you or not but at the same time you shouldn't really care because you should know but you're a certain caliber of man but it doesn't matter whether she is or isn't because you can kind of create that feeling through your communication and when you're speaking about a mac like that stuff is cold and that's the kind of mindset that you should have but you to obviously you have to develop it within yourself it's not one of the things that you can fake but if you can develop that kind of belief that you are 
for you, you are the Don, you are the bad guy. Then as a result, you're going to be moving in a different manner and, and then you'll be eventually treating it in a different manner because of the non-verbals and the verbals in and of itself. So that's a little bit on the non-verbal stuff, but I mean, in terms of the verbal, so I always speak about, it doesn't matter what you say, it's how you say it. But then one thing you would realize is as you go deeper into the game, it's a combination of both in terms of obviously the energy which you speak with matters. And one thing spoke, Tony spoke on was when he could say something and then someone else could say the exact same thing, but he would get a different response. And he talked about the intent. One thing that I would double down on what he said and just add to it is the amount of conviction which you speak with as well. If you, I think the best example of this is someone like McGregor. McGregor, through his kind of rise through the UFC and where he's doing now, if you watch some of his old interviews, the amount of conviction which he spoke with was genuinely outrageous. It's like he developed that belief in itself to where it almost like propelled him to that height to where there was literally nothing that could stop him because he believed there was nothing that could stop him. It's one of them things that you have to deeply internalize is what something that should necessarily speak on in public. Obviously, he has to do it because he has to promote advice or whatever. But for you, just as the as a, a man, one of the things where you have to believe you are a certain person, and as a result, your kind of actions will be congruent with that. And that's one of the biggest things in terms of not being only improving your own communication, but being able to read other people's communication and all their body languages. Are their actions congruent with their words? And if they are, you will know. And if they aren't, again, you will know. Because it's like what Tony said about all the designer stuff, or people buying all this stuff to try and live a life that they're not really supposed to live. You can tell just by looking at someone, okay, boom, this person, they really got it like that. They really got the money and this kind of extra stuff is just an addition onto them, whereas the other kind of person is who they are. So, And what I mean by that is when someone's in addition, it's just kind of, okay, you know who you are as a man, and then the the jewelry that's just to help increase that kind of aura around yourself. The designer's there to just increase the appeal. But then some people, when they make that designer who they are, it's like the designer is bigger than them. So then as a result, they kind of subsize themselves, but also they kind of pedestal the designer ahead of them. And as a result, people can smell that in them. So it's one of them things to where it's a combination of both the verbal and the nonverbal. And then once you've mastered them both, the rest of the history. We call that letting the shit wear you. Mm-hmm. So the, jewelry, the jewelry's wearing you, the clothes are wearing you. Versus you wearing the clothes. You know what I mean? What you just said right now, that's what we say. We say, uh, you know, the jewelry's wearing him. And that's huge, because a lot of people, we get, I would say, you know, you can do different money or whatever. I say you don't buy a nerf or whatever. And it's like, you're flexing that Merc like it's the greatest thing to ever exist, but then for some other person, a Merc is just average, right? And that's the problem with the whole flexing culture in and of itself is that it's what you feel like is cool is average to someone else. And then as a result, people who are at that higher level know that you are a level below them. They're going to treat you in such a way. Whereas when you know who you are, when you choose things as a addition, when you use things as kind of almost like an amplifier in a sense of, okay, I'm this cold individual, and then the jewelry's confirming that, the clothes are confirming that, the cars are confirming that, as opposed to the cars, the clothes, and the jewelry affirming to you who you are. It's a subtle difference, and it's one of the things where you have to re-listen to this 
segment to truly understand what I mean. And again, it's one of the things to where it comes through understanding and having that experience as well in terms of your, I mean, I'd recommend to all of you who are listening to this right now to be an observer of people. And this is something that Tony broke down to me a little bit ago. It's also when I asked him about it. And you should, when you're out and about, you should just be looking at people, looking at the things that they're doing. Like let's say two people having a conversation. Who's checked in or who's not really bothered? Who's leaning in? Who's kind of sat back? Who's in the dominant position? Who's in the inferior one? Because through that, you'll not be able to read other people in terms of just their everyday life, but at the same time, you're able to read yourself so you know how to be able to move in order to put yourself in the best position possible in every aspect of life. The game is deep, man. It's deep. That's just dope, man. You know what? For all of you motherfuckers, I really recommend to really follow up on what he's saying to be able to read between the lines. You guys should go back and read the Sherlock Holmes books. Old school shit, Sherlock Holmes, man. I read the Sherlock Holmes books, and I remember telling myself, I want to be just like this motherfucker. And it ain't very often I tell myself, I want to be just like somebody else, but I want to be just like this motherfucker. And I remember in the book, Sherlock Holmes, he's got a homie named Watson, right? So check this out. Sherlock Holmes told Watson one day, he's like, hey, Watson, the mirror in your bathroom, or he said, uh, the window in your bathroom is on the left side, huh? And Watson said, how could you possibly know that? And he said, well, it's because you missed a spot on the side of your face. shaving. You you would never let some shit like that slide knowing it. <laughs> That's cold. That's cold. Okay, for sure. So yeah, look. So you can see in a in a relationship right now, you can go to the you can go to the coffee shop and you can look at a guy and a girl and they'll be looking at each other and they'll be talking. You can fucking tell which one of them likes the other one more. You can see who the chaser is and who the one getting chased is. You can tell by the place someone sits. The motherfucker wants to sit facing the entrance with his back to the wall. You can tell that that's a cautious person. There's so many things you can read between the lines. And I recommend you guys go out and read that Sherlock Holmes book. Also, I really recommend you guys follow up and you buy that that book that T recommended about reading the things. Because I also, I don't talk about this, but I also firmly believe in physiognomy. I believe in it very strongly. I believe that if someone has a wee lily face, they're going to be a fucking weasel. Very rarely. I can think of one person in my life where I remember thinking this motherfucker looks like a weasel. Not being a weasel. I can think of one case where I looked at someone's face and said, I'm not going to like this person. And I ended up liking the person and they weren't a weasel. One fucking instance. So I guess some people just get the fucking luck of the draw. But in reality, you can tell an untrustworthy face. People with trustworthy faces are trustworthy. And people that don't have trustworthy faces are not trustworthy. When you go to the subway, or the train, or the bus, and you see that crazy-looking motherfucker who looks violent, looks kind of evil, you know why he looks like that? Because he is. Because you are an animal. With hundreds of thousands of years of evolution backing you up. Warning you a fucking danger. Why would you not listen to that? That instinct is a brain that's been passed down to every one of your ancestors. And you should definitely be listening to it. There is gut feelings in people. You are meant to read people. That's why Putty has a big face on it. Because 
if something's counterfeit, the smallest detail being off, you will catch it. For those of you guys who have the queen on your money, we have Benjamin Franklin on our money out here. If there was a small detail messed up on that face, you will catch that detail because we are face readers. What we do, we read faces. That's why you can spot a trans person no matter what. No matter how many hormones, no matter how much surgery, you can always look and say, that's a motherfucking dude. <laughs> because you are meant to read faces. What does that say? Trust in physiognomy. Buy them fucking books. And buy them Sherlock Holmes books, too. And while you're at it, buy our books. And while you're at it, like and subscribe to these fucking videos. T, kick it. Yeah, dude, it's one of them things to where, I mean, use a perfect exa example in terms of if you're on a train and you see someone who looks mad, you instinctively know that you shouldn't go near them. But then it's, it comes to when you see other things in life, it's like you somehow turn that off. And it's a matter of like changing, not even changing your brain, but adding to your brain the idea of everyone is a blank canvas. And that's how you should view people as well. And I mean, you kind of alluded to that in the start as well when you're speaking about the way that you view women, but the way that someone looks and the way that they carry themselves, whether it's just a physical trace or the, the non-verbal, whether it's the clothes or whatever it is, everyone want, everything that someone's doing, they're telling a story in some way, shape or form. If someone is wearing a bikini when it's in winter, they're telling a story. If someone is wearing a jumpsuit when it's summer, they're telling a story. There's a reason behind the thing that someone's doing and at the same time if someone's face is constantly screwed up and they look angry or they have a, an rbf you don't know what that is google it if they're like that there's a reason for that or if it's the case of when someone they're just sat chilling and you can it's like the the two ends of their mouth like pointed upwards meaning they look like they're smiling when they're just you're just chilling again that's telling a story i'm not going to tell you that story but if you're picturing the things that I'm telling you, you'll be able to know by yourself the things which I'm saying, and you'll be able to put the piece of the puzzle together. So yeah, I've never read them Sherlock Holmes, but Holmes books, I'm going to check them out, and especially the face reader, it's cold, and it makes you realize just how big the little things matter in life, in every aspect, in every aspect of life, in terms of being able to read through those kind of little details will just let you know everything that you need to know it's one of them things to where it's take it's a skill that takes years to master i'm still mastering i know tony is light years ahead of me in terms of being able to read someone whether it's a man or a woman whether it's the body language or that kind of thing it's a case of where you have to be constantly practicing it that's what i said when you go out literally just be studying people not in like a, a creepy way to where you're like staring at people but let's say i had a job when i was 19 at a like a little bar and it's where I kind of, it's even before I met Tony, was where I'd just be reading people. So I went, I'm at the bar and seeing, okay, who is interested in the other person? Who does look like they are about to leave or who does look like they want to get out of the situation and go home as soon as possible? And it's, it was surprised just how much the body language and the kind of even just the little micro expressions lead you into knowing exactly what a person is or what they're thinking at that current time. And it's something that you have to be constantly taking notes of. And it's the ultimate, like, you have to like, become like a detective it's how you said Sherlock Holmes but in the sense of you have to look for those little things and then you'll know the big picture and that's what will separate you from everyone else as well if you can notice those small things which everyone else is oblivious to you're giving yourself an unfair advantage whether it's knowing if that woman likes you or whether it's knowing if that guy's going to snake you you're able to read those things 
ages before it happens when there's a result. You put yourself in that winning position. That's real, man. You know how the Bible talks about there being a spiritual world that we can't see? There's spirits, you know, there's, there's angels all around us trying to souls of humanity. Angels and demons fighting in the sky right now. We can't see it. I'm not going to say that it's the same thing, but it's kind of like that. Because you and I, for example, like you said, yeah, if I light years ahead, yeah. And by the time you get to where I'm at, I'll be further out. But by the time these niggas get to where you're at, you know, that's going to take years. You're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be chapters ahead of them right now. By the time they get to where you're at now, then you're going to be books ahead of them. You know what I mean? I'm books, I'm libraries ahead of these niggas right now. But what I'm saying is this. It's just like they say in the Bible. There's angels and demons fighting you. We can't see it. There's a spiritual realm beyond our eyesight. It's the same thing in that respect that we can see things that they can't. We can look at a girl. We can look at a situation and we can see things. We can look at a table and we can tell who's the richest person at that fucking table. Can't you? I can always tell who's richer than who. And it's not a look. It's not the Rolex. It's not the car. It's just you can just tell. You can just tell by the pace someone moves. Rich people move slow. If you never noticed that, rich people move real slow. You know, uh, hustling people on the way up, they move quick. But rich people move real fucking slow. Real calm. Real collect. You know what I mean? You can tell who's rich by the way they move. You can tell who's got authority by the comfort with which they talk to people. The gestures and shit. You can tell who's insecure with their authority. You know, the guys that are trying to be the authoritarian. They're trying to be the leader. You can tell by that. So can women. You know, so can women. Women can tell when you're trying to be the leader. Women can tell when you guys watched an entertain video on how to lead a woman and when you're trying to do that shit versus someone who's actually just a leader. A woman meets me and she can, she can say, this is a dude who's, you know, very comfortable with and expectant of women to follow him. Versus you guys who were trying it on for size. It's like wearing a suit that you ain't got tailored yet, you know? You pulled it straight off the fucking rack and put it on. You didn't go get the fucking, you didn't go get the touch-ups, you know? You didn't get the recuts. <laughs> You're just wearing the suit. It looks a little off. You're like, oh, this ain't him, you know? He still ain't got that suit tailored. That's what you guys look like trying to be the leader. Try to read the situation. You guys gotta be better than that. You guys got to learn. He says what he says because he believes it. And as you guys can see, every once in a while, me and him don't see the same thing. But what he's doing obviously fucking works for him. And what I'm doing obviously works for me. And more importantly, he believes what he's saying. And I believe what I'm saying. Right now, you guys believe in us. You guys believe in the shit that you watch. The difference between us and you guys is I believe in me. And I believe in me more than anything else. You know, I believe in God. You know, with respect to that, I believe in God. But as far as everything on this earth, I believe in me the most. You know, there ain't, ain't no one can tell me some shit. Right now, if it's against what I believe, it's going to sway fucking me. Now, they might be able to enlighten me to something, and I can pick it up. But there's no way someone's going to come and tell me something that I'm sure about, I'm wrong about. You ain't going to do it. Because I believe in me. And that's why there's no situation you can throw at me that I don't know the right thing to do. And I'm seeing T get to that point, too. This motherfucker asks me way less questions nowadays, which tells me something. If he hits me up about something, it's something high level. <laughs> He ain't asking me no basic questions now, and that tells me everything. Because he's got to the point where he can figure shit out on his own. Which is the goal, really. The goal is to be able to put something off some shit. So now at this point, he has to get into a situation he's never been into before. You know what I mean? You can tell by the questions that people ask. He's got to the point where he can think for himself. Which is the ultimate goal of this game in becoming a man. If 
you don't know what to do at the drop of a dime. You know, for all you guys that ask about pimps, a pimp don't get paid to fuck. A pimp don't get paid to, you know, be, be rich. To look good. A pimp gets paid to always have the right thing to say at the drop of a dime. Or as like Iceberg Slim said, on lightning tap. Always knowing the right thing to do. Always having the answer to the fucking problem. I'm the motherfucking problem solver. Any problem you can throw at me that I'm not going to get you right through. I'm the motherfucking problem solver. You know, like one of my mentors said, bitch, if you fall in some mud, don't assume you got mud on your clothes. Come up and ask me if you got mud on your clothes and I'll fucking tell you. You know what I mean? That's the level that I'm trying to pick up. You know, the motherfucking problem solver. On your own. And that's where you guys need to get. You guys need to get to the point to where you believe in you. Because T believes in him. And I believe in me. And that's why he can believe something different from me and it works for him. And that's why he can say something different from me and get different results. And I can get different results. But the point is, we know the results that we're going to get before we get there. Because we tailored what we said and what we did to get those results. We are result-oriented. We are result-designed. What we do has been thought out. The desired outcome has already been planned before we speak. Can you say that? Real spill, and that's literally something that why you can't copy people, whether it's me, whether it's Cody, whether it's Andrew Tate, whether it's anyone. Obviously, you can take what we say or what anyone says as a kind of blueprint, but at the end of the day, you have to develop your own belief system. And there's one of the things which the late great Patrice O'Neill said you have to develop your own belief system to where nothing else outside of that really matters. And of course, this has to be the case to where you can still add stuff to it. Or you wouldn't really want to track stuff. So it's like you have your kind of beliefs, and then from there, something that Tony resonates, something that Tony says resonates with you, and you add that to your belief system. Okay, he says that if you do X, Y, Z, I'm going to add that. But at the same time, if there's something that Tony doesn't says that doesn't resonate with you, that doesn't mean it's wrong. That doesn't mean it's incorrect. But you just have to add it to your specific belief system. So it's one of the things that requires require the level of maturity, in the sense of you almost have to kind of be able to see things in different lights in order to know whether it fits in with your character and where, where it fits in with where you want to go. And it's one of them things to where you're asking a certain kind of question, especially with, if it's in regards to whether it's something that myself or Tony has said, we know from the question you've asked or you've actually just thought about it, or you actually just kind of, something like that idea of you should think before you speak. We can tell whether you've, you've actually thought about it or whether you just said it off the cuff. And as a result, we can only give you a certain level of game because we understand the level which you're at. It's one of the things where you have to start looking deeper into things. As opposed to going wider things, go deeper. Go deeper into your questions. Go deeper into your level of thinking in order to elevate you to that next level. It's one of the things that it almost like requires a level of humbleness in the sense of you understand that you're at a certain level. And to get to that next level, you need to elevate every part of your being. It's more than just the way that you think. It's more than just the way that you move. It's everything. That belief system that will transcend you into that person who you want to become. But it's funny how we're speaking about the health physiognomy thing, because obviously it's a biblical concept as well. And in Proverbs 15 verse 13, it says, a happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. And that's the kind of, some of what I was saying about the, you can look at someone who have got RBF, or they've got like a kind of, uh, they're chilling, but the tips of their mouth are pointed up. You can literally look at someone and understand the kind of thing that they've been through. And obviously there's a whole idea of the eyes and windows to the soul as well. So you can read through 
person's being just from the way that they're looking and the things that they have on their face, the things that they're saying, and also the non-verbal. So, yeah, the game is deep, bro. Everything we spoke about today, some deep level game. Keep absorbing it, keep taking notes on it, and start applying it as well, implementing it. That's the biggest thing they need to work on. Yo, yeah, yeah. I'm good to go, man. You good to go? I think we kicked a lot of good shit today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, let them know where they can find you, Tony. Yo, check me out on the Game Up Mindset on Twitter. Game Up Mindset on Instagram. Gaslightacademy.govworld.com. For those of you guys that keep asking me about my motherfucking uh, book off, you know, just the female mindset, understanding women. I just keep adding to it, baby. <laughs> I just, I just can't stop writing. I just can't fucking stop, man. I love this shit. So, uh, yeah, you know, for those of you guys that are waiting on it, keep waiting. Thank you for being loyal and faithful. It will get dropped. And just know that the waiting you're doing now is only making it better. It is. And you already know where to find me, yeah. For Young Alpha Kings on all social medias. TikTok band. <laughs> That's what it is. I'll eventually start building Alpha again. But, yeah. Again, apply, implement, and add to your own belief system. Uh, peace. Yep. No.